ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. It is Tuesday, August 15th. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan, here until 6 o'clock. And we've got our text machine fired up, ready to go. We're going to take your text this hour, 304-396-TALK. 304-396-8255. We've got a lot to talk about today. Watch lists continue to be announced and some good news for Marshall on that front. We will, of course, talk about some honors coming Thundering Herd's way. Rasheen Ali among them. And we have got, I think, a really interesting discussion to get into about the future of the college football playoff. Because with the conference realignment yet again transforming the landscape of college football and college athletics... The playoff, we almost had it set. It was ready to go, right? The playoff would have made everything just about right. And that means Marshall would have had an equal shot at getting into this thing. And now with the Power Five, probably going to shrink to one less school, one less conference, one less anything. With the Power Five shrinking to Power maybe four status, are we going to see a reworked college football playoff? There are a lot of proposals that are out there. There are a couple that are standing out. And, of course, it took forever for all the conferences to kind of figure this thing out because the Big Ten and the SEC will want its share, its lion's share. The Big 12 might not have as much of a voice. The ACC might not have as much of a voice. The group of five probably won't have as much of a voice. And what does the Pac-12 even have? And will the Pac-12 try to go after Mountain West schools? Will the Pac-12 try to come after a few American schools? I'm interested to see where that goes because, again, that means everything's going to start tumbling. And hopefully, if the Sun Belt is smart as a league, it stays together. It stays together instead of being the league that starts feeding into the American because, honestly, I like the geography here. I like the setup of this league. Absolutely think that this is the right way to go. This feels like college football. The schools are drivable for the most part. You can get to a destination. You could plan a game trip. You could do this a little easier than you could maybe in Conference USA and definitely in some of the more far-flung scenarios that are going to come up across the college football landscape. I mean, once in a while, if you got a you got a game, you're East Coast school and you got a game out West, once in a while, that's fine. But as a conference game for not just football, for all your sports, that's ridiculous. And nobody seems to want to address that. So the college football playoff might have a little shakeup. We'll get into that, get your thoughts. Do you think it should stay the same? Or do you anticipate a change and what change would be more digestible? I guess is what I'm getting at here. So we'll get into that as well. And, of course, we've got a look at where Marshall Volleyball 
is picked in the Sun Belt. That came out today. So we'll get into all of that. And, of course, don't forget, we've got your text coming up, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. AP Top 25 was released, and the Ohio State Buckeyes, to no one's surprise, back in it, ranked third, trailing only two-time defending national champion Georgia and, of course, Michigan, rival Michigan. Alabama's picked fourth and LSU fifth. The only group of five team in the poll is Tulane at number 24. And schools that we care about, at least immediate area, we care about Troy, right? We care about Troy. So Troy is receiving votes. They got 10. You get 10 points there. Coastal had three. And JMU got one. It's a start. It's an absolute start. Liberty got one as well. I think UTSA got several. It was in double digits as well. So there were some schools in there that got some love. But Tulane, the highest-ranked group of five at 24. If we're going to have a playoff, and the playoff happened today, I would anticipate it would be... Ohio State or Michigan, Alabama, Georgia, because it might go Alabama or Georgia or Georgia-Alabama. Ohio State, there's not going to be a Pac-12 school in the conversation. Is there going to be a Big 12 school in the conversation? Probably not. So it's going to come down to the Big Ten and probably the SEC. Someone else might work its uh, yeah, you know, there might be another school work its way in. I'm not sure. But that's kind of how it looks to me early on. Again, way too early. Way too early to get into that. But if you look at the college football playoff as it is now and how it's going to be, supposedly, if they don't change too much, Tulane absolutely would get in. Now, of course. You're trying to get a school in from the Sun Belt, and I know that the, the statement has been made. I don't want to quote directly. I don't want to be accused of misquoting here, but I think the statement coming out of Marshall was Marshall will be the first Sun Belt school to make the college football playoff. That's a lot of pressure, right? You want to put that on your football program, or that's the expectation. You can look at it both ways. So we'll get into all of that. Take your phone calls with our text line this hour. The text line is where it's happening. 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. we got baseball action coming up tonight here on ESPN 94.1 at AM 930. The Mets beat the Pirates 7-2. Game 2 of the series tonight, 7-10, first pitch. Catch it right here on ESPN. 94.1 and AM 930. Both the Reds and the Guardians had Monday off and open up a two-game Ohio Cup series tonight, 640 at Great American Ballpark. And checking in on the Charleston Dirty Birds, Charleston opening up a series at Staten Island. That's coming up tonight starting at 630. So that's a look at baseball. We will continue with your text at 304-396-TALK. 304-396-8255. 
More coming up on this edition of The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the Tuesday edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Our text line is open now, 304-396-TALK. That's 304-396-8255. So the watch lists continue and some good news. Marshall's Owen Porter named to the Lombardi watch list today. He's now on three lists. The Sun Belt sent this list out earlier today, talking about how the Sun Belt is outpacing all the other group of five leagues, and that's a good look for the Sun Belt to do that. I completely agree with that flex. You try to build the perception up that this is the premier group of five league. If anything, try to strengthen your position because the American usually gets the nod as far as this is the premier league in the group of five. Even though they like to call themselves a power six, they might need to try to do some new math there because not only is it not going to be a power six, it's not going to be a power five much longer. So this is a flex. You want to point out that this league has a lot of talent. A lot of players are getting a lot of recognition and notoriety. And Marshall isn't the big kid close to the top, but Marshall's not getting all the love from the preseason watch list. Instead, I think seven is really respectable. And of course, non-autonomy conferences, the official term that the Sunbelt uses, the non-autonomy conferences. So for the second straight year, according to the release, the Sunbelt placed the non or paced the non-autonomy conferences in representation. And four, at least four, the Patrick Minnelli Award, which is going to the nation's best long snapper, the Doak Walker Award, which goes to the nation's top college running back, the Jim Thorpe Award, which goes to the nation's best defensive back, and the Lombardi Award. Lombardi, there were four Sunbelt Conference representatives. Jim Thorpe, there were four representatives. The Doak Walker, there were six representatives and the nation's best long snapper, one, which was good enough to have it be better than the rest of the non-autonomy conferences. And all 14 Sunbelt programs were represented on the preseason award watch list. 13 of 14 having multiple student-athletes honored. As I mentioned, Marshall's not the big kid. It's close. But South Alabama led all Sunbelt programs, had 13 preseason watch list nods, as the press release reads. Coastal Carolina came in second with eight. And then App State, Marshall, Old Dominion all had seven. So where did Marshall ultimately land? Well, Owen Porter paces Marshall with three. Named to the Lombardi today. Earlier, named to the Nagurski watch list. And then yesterday, the news came out, Benaric. And he has three. 
Micah Abraham has two nods, also on the Nagurski, and then the Jim Thorpe. And then there are two Marshall players with one nod each, and that's Logan Osborne. He got the nod for the Werfel, and Rasheen Ali, the Doak Walker. A lot of attention on the Doak Walker because, again, that's the nation's top college running back with six Sunbelt representatives. So my question here is, do you think that there's a better running back in the Sunbelt than Logan Osborne? I'm sorry, Rasheen Ali? Hey, I don't know. Logan could run too. But do you think there's a better running back in the Sunbelt than the Rasheen Ali? That's going to be my big question. I that's going to be my personal stat. I'm going to keep track of that one. Which running back is better than Rasheen Ali in the Sun Belt? If you can come up with one. And I say no. I don't think you can. I don't think you can you can make that argument. If you want to make that argument, I'll I'll entertain it. But I don't think you can. But I'm still going to entertain that. Do you think that Nate Noel from App State is better than Rasheen Ali. How about Marcus Carroll from Georgia State? You think he's better than Rasheen Ali? Draylon Washington from Louisiana? Is he better than Rasheen Ali? How about LaDamian Webb, South Alabama? Okay, that might be an interesting one. And then there's Kenyon Vidal from Troy. Are any of these running backs better than Rasheen Ali? I'm going to tell you the answer right now is no. Purely my opinion, but still, the answer is no. Not better than Rasheen Ali. Rasheen Ali getting a little love. ESPN putting him on the ESPN Top 100. You want to know where he came in? 57th. Out of the top 100 players in the country, ESPN said Rasheen Ali sits, stands, runs at number 57 in the country. Not 57th best running back, 57th best overall player. Top 100, 57th. That's a lofty, that's a lofty standard there. To be named to the top 100, you got to back that up now. Not that you're afraid of that challenge, but you don't want to drop off that. You'd like to see your number improve, maybe move up that that ladder a little bit. If he can maintain that and be considered one of the top 100 college athletes, I mean that's going to bode well for him. And of course, he's got to perform as well. And if he can continue to perform, maybe he's going to get a little bit more attention, and that's going to bring a little bit more attention to Marshall. Marshall's becoming almost a running back factory. You remember when Marshall was a quarterback factory? Now it seems that Marshall's a running back factory. And I'm here for it. But that was cool today to see that Rasheen Ali was picked 57th. And then, of course, on top of getting the nod for the Doak Walker, as far as the watch list is concerned. So he has one preseason watch list under his belt. Logan Osborne with one. And then Micah Abraham with two nods and Owen Porter with three. Of course, two Marshall players getting the nod on the watch list for the Nagurski. That's pretty big right there. Defense is going to be good. Of all these players, 
I just mentioned, of all these players, which one has the best shot of winning one of these? That's a tough one. Because I think Owen Porter is going to really cause havoc this year. He's going to create madness. He's going to definitely be a beast out there. And then I'm sure Rasheen Ali just wants to get on the field in a game and just run and just tear it up. I'd hate to overlook Micah Abraham, though. Of all these guys, if you're going to put the chips in on one, like, okay, this is my guy. Who am I putting him in on? Who's the guy? Is it Owen Porter? Is it Rasheen Ali? Is it Micah Abraham? Logan Osborne? Who's got the best shot of winning? Who's got the best shot of being a finalist? Maybe that's a better question. I mean, because it's tough to win. I'm not saying it can't be done, but it's it's tough to win. And, of course, could another Marshall player join Rasheen Ali on the ESPN Top 100? Is that a possibility? Of course, we gotta got to see some games first. got to see the herd in action for a little bit, see if that can actually happen. But, I don't know, I think it's a coin flip right now. It's a coin flip. You got to keep Rasheen Ali right there. He's got to be maybe almost your default answer. I mean, again, there's Owen Porter there. And remember, preseason polls and watch lists mean nothing. But if I was putting the chips in today, I'd feel good about Owen Porter. I'd feel good about Rasheen Ali. At least for for Sun Belt Conference accolades, I would definitely put these guys up against anybody in the league. As far as the best running back in the Sun Belt, I'm taking Rasheen. Biased as that may sound, obviously, where we're located at, the audience here listening, but I don't think you can make an argument for any other running back in the Sun Belt to be better than Rasheen Ali. And if you can, I want to hear it. I don't think I'm going to get that argument, but I will entertain it. Our text line is 304-396-TALK. That's 304-396-8255. It's pretty good. That's a good flex for the Sun Belt to point out how many Marshall players and how many Georgia players or Georgia Southern, Georgia State. Let's see. Um, Coastal, as I mentioned, has eight. South Alabama's got 13. Georgia State's got three. Georgia Southern had three. James Madison had five. That's good. Troy had six. And compare the watch list to the AP Top 25. Again, this is preseason. This is a terrible metric, but Troy received 10 points in the AP Top 25. They're receiving votes, so 10 points total. Troy had six on all watch lists combined. Coastal had three points. Coastal had eight players honored. JMU got one point and had five players. 
So those are the teams that are receiving consideration right now from the voters in AP Top 25. Again, keep it in context here. It's preseason. Polls are important, but do they matter? It's where you finish. It's where you finish. But these watch lists are important as well because, again, it gives sort of a, an idea. It's a guide to which players to keep an eye out for. And I think the guy that's going to have the most longevity, probably Rasheen Ali, only because he's on that ESPN Top 100. And if he can continue to do what he does, he's at 57 now. That's going to get some players' attention that follow these things. That's going to get voters' attention. That's going to get a lot of people's attention to point out that Rasheen's on the top 100. And, you know, I would flex that all day. Hey, we got Rasheen Ali here. He's a top 100 player in the country. I would flex that all day long. Our text line is 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. More on this edition of The Drive coming up on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Our text line this hour is 304-396-TALK. That's 304-396-8255. Paul Swan, your host for today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm keeping an eye on football for the most part today, but Sunbelt released the volleyball preseason standings today. And again, I'm going to qualify this by saying it's preseason. It's only a poll. But it doesn't look good, at least on the surface for Marshall Volleyball. So, of all the sports that have been getting upgrades, I think the volleyball program is going to benefit the most from the new surface. They're going to do different things at the Henderson Center to try to generate interest. There's going to be courtside seating now to encourage boosters to spend a little bit more money. Athletic department is really trying to pump some resources into the volleyball program. You know, give it a boost. And so the Sunbelt Conference releasing the preseason volleyball awards and polls, and no Marshall player was represented on the poll or the, the, the preseason team, the all-conference team. Instead... What has happened here is Marshall is picked 6th out of 7th in the East Division. So James Madison, the overwhelming favorite in the East Division with 94 total points. 13 first place votes. App State got 1. App State got 1. It finished 2nd in this poll with 70 points. And then Coastal Carolina not even receiving a first-place vote right there with App State with 69 points. So, two and three spot, pretty close. Then it dips a little bit. Georgia Southern got 55 points. Old Dominion got 54 points. 
And then Marshall finished sixth in the East with 29 points, and then Georgia State finished seventh with 21. It's not all bad. It could be the West Division and ULM with 16 points. It's not all bad. South Alabama got 10 first-place votes in the West with 93 points total. Texas State got three first-place votes, 77 points overall. And then Troy was third in the West Division with 71 points. Then Southern Miss comes in at fourth with 51. Louisiana's fifth at 47. Then Arkansas State, 37 points, one first-place vote. That's funny. They're picked sixth in the West Division, but they received a first-place vote. And then ULM, dead last in the West Division at 16. What does all of this mean? Nothing. We say that, of course, because Marshall's pick six, but this means nothing. Why does it mean nothing? Because this is just a snapshot of where the coaches think the teams are going to finish. James Madison, of course, coming in, having a little pedigree to it. App State. Yeah, you had some really good teams in the Sun Belt. Marshall trying to find its way. And of course, Ari Agnes, head coach of the volleyball team, got an extension 2027. So she got an extension. They've made some hires. They've elevated coaches. They're trying to focus resources on all these programs. I mean, track and field has got a serious upgrade as far as coaching staff is concerned, as far as personnel, as far as resources. So you've got an upgrade there because cross-country, track and field, you're trying to elevate those programs. Volleyball, you get a new surface, an actual dedicated volleyball playing surface, and that's going to help. Now, is that something you can recruit to? Probably. Is that going to ultimately be the reason why a student-athlete comes to Marshall? Uh, It might help, but I don't think they're going to go, okay, it's between here and here. And the Well, I don't know. Maybe they would. You can't really say what turns a student-athlete towards a particular university. But the thing I will point out about volleyball as we look at Marshall sitting sixth in the East Division out of seven teams, is that the volleyball team wins in the classroom. They are highly successful in the classroom. That program also is sort of the blueprint for all the other athletic programs when it comes to community engagement. You see the volleyball squad at any and everything going on. And I think you're going to see more and more of the programs emulate that. There's a soccer match. Volleyball is probably there. Fans' first day, volleyball was there. Community events, volleyball's there. Now, I know in this world of instant gratification, you want a coach to come in and win now. You hope and want Marshall to win all the championships. And... That's a desirable goal. Is it a realistic expectation? Well, you kind of hope so. You're trying to elevate the program. You want to be in contention for all of the of the awards, all of the trophies. You want you want to be in contention. But at the same time, I think Marshall's going to do better than sixth. Absolutely think Marshall's going to do better than sixth. But James Madison's really well-regarded. 
South Alabama's really well regarded. And I'm hoping that with more investment in these athletic programs, not just football, but you know, I'd like to see more improvements to the Cam Henderson Center. I'd like to see a lot of cosmetic changes to the, the Henderson Center. I'd like to see more facility upgrades, not just stuff that we can't see, but I want to see a little bit more of a visible upgrade to that facility. I want to see a lot of things here. And of course, that's going to cost money. But at the same time, I want to see the improvements being made. And I think you're going to see some of that in volleyball as well. Plus, to, to be honest, I don't think you've had this level of resources that have been devoted to a lot of these sports. You haven't seen these, these types of moves, resources, given to some of these programs. I haven't seen that. I mean, track and field, cross country, a lot of resources are being devoted towards that program to make it better. And part of that is you want to elevate the athletic department, the the program across the board. There's also a commissioner's cup. It's a league competition. You want to be as high as you possibly can. You want to win that thing, right? That's part of the reason that you're trying to focus on overall excellence is you want to have your program be about more than just one or two sports. Because right now, and I'm just talking about mindshare here, and I'm not talking about success, but mindshare, it's football, basketball, soccer, softball, everybody else. And you want to elevate those programs. You want to make it tough to put that list together. Like, okay, football's number one. Basketball. I'm not even going to say men's or women's. It's basketball. Okay, softball. You want to, you want softball to contend, right? You want volleyball to contend. You want soccer to continue to contend. You want both men's and women's soccer to contend. And we're going to try to get Michael Swan on tomorrow. The season's starting soon for the women's soccer team, so we're going to try to get him on tomorrow. I think we've got it confirmed. I'll double-check on that, but he'll be our guest tomorrow on the program. We're going to take our next time out. We'll get your – and honestly, I want to hear from you. I think you're sitting back on this a little too much. I want to hear from you. Text line 304-396-TALK, 304 396 396-8255. More coming up on this edition of The Drive, ESPN 94.1 AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. So our final segment of today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Our text line, it is open. 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. As I mentioned, we're going to have, hopefully, tomorrow, we're trying to firm it up now, Marshall women's soccer coach, one, Michael Swan, on the program. The Thundering Herd opening up on the road, taking on Moorhead State, 4 p.m. on Thursday from Moorhead That might not be a bad road trip for a few of you. 
You got a Thursday afternoon off. You can head down to Moorhead. It's an easy trip. That might not be a bad trip. I know it was always fun in football. I know we're going way, way, way back here now. It was always fun in football just to head down to Moorhead State because it's not that bar. It's not that hard of a drive. And I like the basketball series. And of course, I've heard from some of you that have said, hey, why is Marshall playing Moorhead? Doesn't do anything for how well Marshall fares in the metrics. You don't get anything out of it. Yeah, you do. I think that there should be a healthy mix of really powerful, strong teams. And you can have a a nice mix of of just teams that make sense for the geography. Why drive past Moorhead when you can... And you can play Moorhead. And, of course, I don't know if you should take that stance that Marshall should never go to Moorhead. I've heard that. I've actually been told, no, Marshall shouldn't go to to Moorhead. No, you should. It's a good game. I like it. But soccer, women's soccer, opening up on the road, taking on Moorhead. Uh, we'll have Michael Swan, I believe, tomorrow. I'll tentatively say in the first half of the show tomorrow right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. So we'll get that firmed up and uh, we'll put that on social media. By the way, if you're not following me on social media, I would appreciate it as we get closer to the start of the season. Always appreciate the follow. I'm on Twitter, X, whatever. What are we, are we going to call it X? Have we acknowledged that yet? X on X, Twitter at Paul Swan. That's where they've got me parked right now, at Paul Swan. So you can find me there, and uh, I will get you updated on everything. Of course, if you would as well, appreciate the follow of the podcast. The podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, or you can go to our website, wrvc.com, and you can listen to it live there. You can also stream the radio station live, and while you're at it, don't forget you can get the app. I'm going to push the app a lot because the app is cool. You can stream the radio station through the app. You can also listen to the podcast. Once it updates, the podcast is right there. There's a tab for it on the apps. You don't have to go anywhere. You want to go find it, easiest place to find it. You know it's always going to be there. That's on the app. And you can get the links to the app, whichever app store you have, if you have an iPhone or you have an Android. The proper link is there at wrvc.com. Get the app, and then you can listen to the station live. You can listen to the podcast when it's posted right there in the app. And also, we're going to start taking shout-outs more so during football season post-game. More during that, because sometimes... I get it. Some of you don't like to like call in, but you'll send me a shout-out. So we've got a really cool thing there. We're going to do more with it. You can send a shout-out, but you got to get the app. And the best way to do that is go to our website, wrvc.com, bookmark it. You can listen to the podcast there. You can subscribe to the podcast. You can also download the app from there and You'll be all set. 
Text line, again, keep it in your phone, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. So Moorhead State, the first opponent in the 2023 campaign for the Thundering Herd. The men's soccer team will play host to Robert Morris in what is being billed as a fan's first match. That is coming up Thursday, 7-15 at Hoops Family Field at the Vet. Here's the thing. Since it's a fan's first game, free admission for all fans, there's a giveaway. There'll be free parking in the Kroger lot right across from the stadium and You can get season tickets while you're there. $50 to get season tickets to get started. Not bad. Robert Morris, you can see what the number 11 Thundering Herd squad looks like. I think 11's low. I think 11 is absolutely low. I know Kentucky is Kentucky, but do you think Kentucky's better than Marshall this year? I think that this Marshall squad is going to surprise Kentucky this year. Again, write that down. I'm starting to cash checks here. I don't know if I have the funds just yet, but I'm starting to write checks and, and try to cash those. I've already declared Marshall Volleyball better than sixth in the East. Write that down. And I'm declaring that Marshall's better than 11th in soccer on the men's side and will beat Kentucky. Someone's writing this down, right? Keep the, keep track of this for me. Let's uh, let's revisit this. So, opportunity for you to see what the herd looks like Thursday. Free admission, and there's a giveaway. Hey, what more could you want? Free admission and a giveaway. So that'll be the uh, again the fans first is what they're calling it. It's a preseason game, but it's being called fans first as it's the new initiative at Marshall University. So. Michael Swan, tomorrow on the program, we'll talk women's soccer as the regular season is about to get underway for the Thundering Herd. And, of course, we'll also tomorrow tentatively have on the show from the Charleston Dirty Birds, Eden Douglas. She'll come back with us, and we'll get caught up on what's happening with the Dirty Birds and everything that is still going on as baseball season does continue. The Dirty Birds in action tonight, they are at Staten Island. 6.30 is going to be first pitch there. And, of course, we've got baseball as well. First pitch, 7.10 tonight here on ESPN, 94.1 and AM 930. The Mets beating the Pirates 7-2 yesterday. Pirates looking to bounce back in that series. And we've got it for you here again on ESPN, 94.1 and AM 930. So, I say the Pirates have got a shot, right? Right? Pirates have got a shot. What's the line? When do we get to the point where we give up on baseball and just completely jettison it? When's that When's that date? Do you circle a certain date and you go, okay, if baseball's not where I want it to be at this point, I'm done? Where's that line at? Because... We got football season coming up here real soon. 
I mean, what am I talking about coming up real soon? We got exhibition games, preseason games. So are we at that point yet where we're just we're forgetting about baseball and moving on? I think at least around here, maybe. Just maybe. The way the Reds and the Pirates have been playing, maybe we're close to that. But if you're still on board, we got it for you tonight, 710, right here on ESPN, 94.1 and AM 930. And that's going to do it for this edition. Thanks for tuning in. I'll be back with you tomorrow. And don't forget, on social media, you can find me on Twitter, slash X, at Paul Swan. Podcast, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Pittsburgh Pirates Baseball, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Introducing In Your Business, a podcast highlighting thriving Huntington area businesses. Presented by Moses Auto Mall. Online at MosesMeansMore.com. In Your Business tells the story of Huntington's successes and where you can gain invaluable insights and advice from seasoned entrepreneurs. Produced by Kindred Communications and the Huntington Regional Chamber of Commerce, find it on kindredcom.net, huntingtonchamber.org, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.